everyone. Guess what? I'm giving the message this morning. Amen. I hope you keep clapping after it's over. <laughs> Listen, after that, I am so blessed this morning to uh, be able to just be in the presence of God. And the assembly of my brothers and sisters. I'm just blessed to be here. Listen, I'm going to go straight to the message. We are in a, in a series called Worthy. We're talking about worship and how worthy God is. And Pastor Dave has given some wonderful messages to, to help us understand what worship is about. This morning, we're going to turn our, script, our, our, our focus on the scripture in Romans 12th chapter, the first and the second verses. If you have your Bibles, turn to Romans 12th chapter, the first and the second verse. And I'm reading the NIV version. It reads like this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Amen. You know, I, I like to, the, the message paraphrasing of it. This is the version called the message. It's the paraphrase of, of the scriptures. It says like this. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. Your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life. And place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Now that's everyday talk. That's why I like to use that. You're sleeping, eating, going to work, <laughs> walking around life. That's exactly what we do. And so God is saying, the word here is telling us this. Today's big idea, let me give it to you up front. Because sometimes we get a lot of words going in our messages, and it's just a lot of words. But if you remember anything, remember this. Today's big idea is this. God wants us to engage our whole being in the act of worshiping and praising him. Listen to that again. God wants us to engage our whole being in the act of worshiping and praising him. That's what God wants. I kind of call it the total body worship and praise. Anybody ever been to gym? You seen those total body workouts? Anybody been to gym? <laughs> Anybody work out? <laughs> you seen the commercial, total body workout. God is saying to us, in all seriousness, he wants us to have a total body worship and praise. He wants us to give him everything we are, um, understanding who we are in him. And listen, 
Understand that worship is an attitude and an expression. Remember, we think about God, but then we put that thinking into action, into motion. And so today we're going to talk about that verb part of it, that putting into action, the expression of our worship. So express worship equals praise. Remember that equation. Express worship is what we call praise. Today we did it well. We sang songs, we lifted our hands, we just sang with uplifted voices, we moved our bodies, and it was called dancing. And um, God wants that. He asked for that. He says, I want you to praise me. Listen, a definition of expression is this. The process of, of making known, conveying or putting into words one's thoughts, feelings, emotions, or opinions. Listen to that again. Expression, the process of making known, conveying, or putting into words one's thoughts, feelings, or opinions. So the question to us today, church, is how are you and me? How are we making known, putting into words, and conveying our feelings and opinions about God? Think about that for yourself. How are you? What are you doing? What am I doing to make known, to put into words, to convey my feelings about my opinion about God or my thoughts about God? That question is for everyone, but for the people of God, who Paul is talking to in Romans, for the people of God, our answer is based on who we are in relation to God. First Peter I love this. First Peter 2, 9 says, in case you didn't know who you are in relation to God, he says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Why? That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Isn't that good news? That's who you are, in case you didn't know. How many of you didn't know that? Good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now I'm glad you know it. Listen, the question is, why should I praise and worship God? That's a good question. One of the answers is, because of who he is. That's why we should praise and worship God. God is good, and he's perfect in all his ways. We've heard it today. We've sung it. We've said it. He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He is all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere at the same time. He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He's Jehovah Rapha, my healer. He's Jehovah Shalom. He's my peace. He's Jehovah Nisi. He's my banner. Jehovah Raha. The Lord is my shepherd. Amen? That's who he is. That's why we worship him. Another reason why we should worship and praise God is because of what he's done. God is our creator. He's the one who gave us life now and eternally. We know the scripture, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God, taking on the form of a human being, dwelling on earth, touching, helping, and healing humanity, being hated and unjustifiably accused, and giving the ultimate sacrifice, his life for yours and mine, all so that we can have eternal life. Now that's the gospel, plain and simple, and that's why we should worship and praise God. Listen, we should worship and praise God because of what he's going to do. Amen? 
We worship and praise him because of who he is. We worship and praise him because of what he's done. But we also praise him, be, worship and praise him because of what he's going to do. Listen, I'm reminded of the story of Paul and Silas in prison. Uh, it's recorded in Acts 16, chapter 25th to 27th verse. Listen, they were chained and, uh, by hand and foot in a dungeon. But that didn't stop them from praising God in their circumstance for what he was going to do for them. The scripture says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a, such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. Listen, I can imagine, or you, maybe you can imagine, being in a dungeon, not too pleasant place to be, all chained up, not very pleasant. Do you imagine yourself singing a hymn? Probably not. Just saying. But in any case, they were praising God for what he was about to do for them. They had enough faith to know that God would bring them through. And I can imagine with my sanctified imagination that some of the hymns they were singing was something like this. Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me before I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Anybody ever heard that hymn? Yeah. Listen, I can imagine another one. Standing, I'm standing, standing. Anybody know that one? Standing on the promises of Christ, my Savior. Standing, standing. I'm standing on the promises of God. And listen, another hymn. They kept flooding me while I was reading the scripture. Another hymn I thought about was, My faith looks up to thee. Thou Lamb of Calvary, Savior divine, now hear me while I pray. Take all my guilt away. Oh, let me from this day be holy thine. Y'all know the hymn? For some people, this is, this is going down memory lane for you. You came out of the Baptist church and all those hymn singing churches. And this is good for your soul. This is for you. And for those who don't know it, good. I'm glad you're learning some hymns today. <laughs> One more hymn I heard when I was reading the scripture just flooded me. It says, just imagine them sitting in a prison. And if we would fast forward to this time, because these hymns weren't written at that point, as you well know. But fast forward to this day, we would have this hymn that says, Jesus knows all about our struggles. He will guide till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. Sing it. Jesus knows all about our struggles. He will guide till the day is done. 
There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. Give God a hand of praise for just the hymns of the church. Next question is, how should I worship and praise God? How should I worship and praise God? The scriptures tell us sacrificially, using my whole being, mind, body, spirit, and soul. Romans 12 says, offer your bodies as what? As a living sacrifice. Give God all that I have and all that I am for his glory. I like the way the psalmist says it in, in Psalm 103. It says, praise, verse 1, praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. And I love the King James Version. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. That means honoring God and being obedient to his word and his will, no matter what other people say or do. Even if it means I'm the odd man or odd woman out. Sacrificial praise means being kind when others are mean-spirited. Speaking words of truth when others are speaking lies. Remembering God as Jehovah Nisi, the banner that I follow and bow to in humble submission. Sacrificial worship and praise includes my giving thanks to God when I'm on top of the world and when, the world, when it feels like the world is on top of me. When I'm close to God and when I've drifted away. When my loved ones love me back and when they turn their backs. Yes, even then I will offer God my true and proper expression of worship and praise. When should I worship and praise God? The Bible says continually. Worship and praise God daily. At home, workplace, school, marketplace, in your car, at the restaurant, when things are going well, when things are not going so well, when the money's right, when the money's tight. I thought we could all relate to that. We can reference the scripture in Psalm 34. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall, what? Continually. His praise shall be in my mouth. What should I expect the outcome of my praise and worship to be? One answer is this, a deeper relationship with God. The end of Romans 12, too, if you look back at your scripture, it says, let us know, it lets us know sacrificially, giving our whole selves to God in worship and praise result in our getting to know God in such a way that we will know God's will for our lives, his good, pleasing, and what? Perfect will. Another result, an outcome of worship and praise is this. We should expect the presence of God. Psalm 22, verse 3 says, But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. In other words, God inhabits the praises of his people. When we express our praise to God, this scripture lets us know we are, in essence, ushering in the presence of our almighty, victorious king. And he takes his rightful place in our lives. James 4.8 gives us this promise. If you come near to God, he will come near to you. Simple, plain. No matter who you are or what you've done, you can have relationship with God by accepting his son Jesus as your savior. 
The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 9, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you what? You will be. The expression of our confession that Jesus is Lord, coupled with the renewing of our mind, brings us into relationship and fellowship with God. He is now known as God my Father, Jesus my Savior, and the Holy Spirit my Comforter. So let's take a new attitude of sacrificial worship, engaging all that we are in thinking and expressing our worship to our great God, not only in this holy assembly of God's beautiful people, but also when we leave this place throughout the week, wherever you go. Praise God. Let's pray. Father God, we've heard your word. To use all that we are in worshiping you. Help us, Father, to live lives that express the worship you so deserve. We thank you for your loving presence, and we look forward to the day when we get to worship and praise you eternally. We pray this in the name of Jesus, and the church say, amen.